Hey, everybody, and welcome to an interview special on Out of Left Field. I'm Bart Gregory, along with Charlie Winfield, and we're in the Farm Bureau studios in Starkville, Mississippi. Well, the trending topic in college sports right now is name, image, and likeness, NIL. So we wanted to sit down and talk NIL with Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach. In addition to this episode, you can listen to all of our podcasts listed under Out of Left Field wherever you get your podcast: iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, and more. And so we sit down with Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach. Coach, appreciate you joining us. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, you know, it's uh, always great to talk to you guys. Coach, two and a half years in now, being in Startwell, and you've been around the country and coached a lot of different places. It seems from the outside looking in, the fit has been really good here in Startwell for you. Looking in year three for you, you know, what are your thoughts after two and a half years as a head coach? Well, I've I've been really excited about Starkville from the beginning, and you know Starkville reminds me of a lot of places that I've lived that you know that I enjoyed the most. Of course, I grew up in Wyoming, and not a lot of people from Wyoming have been to Mississippi, and not a lot of people from uh, Mississippi have been to Wyoming. But they're really very similar, other than uh, than mountains and weather. And then, of course, uh, Valdosta. This is a lot like Valdosta, Georgia, where I enjoyed. And then, of course. Uh, I got my master's in uh, Daphne, Alabama, which is Mobile Bay. So, you know, and Starkville is very much like that. And what's great about it is anything they do, there's a level of enthusiasm. There's enthusiasm, uh, whether it's food, whether it's hunting, whether it's an athletic activity, uh, family. And, uh, you know, and it's all for one, one for all, which I think that rubs off on, you know, anybody that uh, gets involved with something down here. And then I also think that's what solidifies things like uh, teams. I mean, because uh, there's a point to where, you know, everybody's got their X's and O's and then everybody's majoring in something. But, you know, it's kind of the filler in between that uh, really unifies things. And I think Starkville's fantastic at that. And then the other thing, of course, selfishly from a football standpoint, you know, Mississippi has uh, in the years vary a little bit. But a lot of times uh, the state of Mississippi has the highest per capita number of players uh, in the NFL. And a number of Mississippi State uh, graduates have had that opportunity. So it's a great place to recruit. And then the other thing, you know, when they come to Mississippi State, they already know the deal. You know, they're, uh, you know, just the whole vibe and, uh, you know, what it's like to be here. And, and there's been a number that I've recruited that, were easier to recruit than expected because occasionally highly these really highly touted guys and no they weren't leaving Mississippi I mean that's that's it they're coming here as you've looked around <coughs> is the talent level in this area what you thought it would be yeah it is uh, it is uh, especially it, it is I think that uh, sometimes uh, the one thing that I would say if I were to uh, pinpoint one thing uh, the, the talent level is yes. Uh, sometimes the players are a little raw and uh, they can be kind of raw because one thing that in other states that's really allowed things to take off in a big way are those uh, seven-on-seven leagues. You know, uh, the seven-on-seven leagues, you know, a guy will play, uh, you know, games twice a week, maybe even three times, and, you know, which has really enhanced the the abilities of, uh, you know, the, the secondary linebackers. Uh, receivers, quarterbacks, running backs. And uh, and then the other thing, I mean, you know, first of all, it's fun. I mean, if you notice basketball players, as soon as 
basketball season's over, what are they doing the next day while they're out there playing pickup basketball? You know, this has provided a way for football to do that to a point. You know, of course, they'll let some of the linemen play too. And then, uh, you know, you can get um, a certain number of polished receivers and quarterbacks, uh, especially, in, but some of them, uh, you know, you have to draw from these places where they've literally been playing game after game after game. Uh, since junior high school, and I would love if I were if I were to be able to help with uh, one thing in Mississippi on the high school level, which I don't know if they'd let me. You know the rules and all that. I would love to get just a really comprehensive seven on seven league. We could, you know, cross over play schools in Alabama, Louisiana, everything else, and have it a couple times a week. And I think that it really develops players. Bart asked you kind of how the job's grown on you. When we first met back in 2020, the world was different. NIL wasn't a thing. And now the world's of retaining players, of attracting players, all those things is is different. We see the the landscape of college football. How do you feel like you've adjusted to that? And and how much importance does NIL have to you and your program as as we look forward? I think everybody's still adjusting to it. I think – Everybody's still adjusting to it. I think, you know, it's kind of out in the forefront now. And then there's a framework of, uh, you know, what you do, what you can do, uh, what you can't do. Then I think we need to aggressively attack that, stay informed. And, of course, you know, that starts with, you know, having the funds to be competitive in NIL. And then then now the one thing about it, it it is going to change at some point. It will change. Uh, nuances or something uh, will happen as the dust settles and they sort out uh, what's the best approach on all this. But no, I think I, I think it's here to stay. I think it's uh, something that you know we need to be experts on and something that we need to be very uh, proactive. But again, you know, football sports is about competing. I think we need to you know outcompete the guys down the road on this thing. Coach, when you start thinking about managing a roster and figuring out a roster and you you have the immediate transfer with the transfer rule right now and has it become more difficult to to plan out and figure out you know in the old days you you said we're going to take 25 guys we got to have x amount of offensive linemen this many defensive linemen this many wide receivers and so on and now you've got a vast greater number of kids that have put their name in the portal, the junior college system, the high school kids. Is it harder for roster management now? Yeah, it's it's very hard. It's as hard as it ever has been in history. And the one thing that makes it tricky is, uh, you know, that's a, a, a different piece, but it's also connected to NIL. I mean, they're they're intertwined. And, and then not just that, you know, that's uh, uh, changing uh, – as we speak as well uh, for, you know, for a long time, you could uh, uh, go on the portal, you know, anytime throughout the course of the year, just, you know, at halftime, some guy's not happy, go on the portal, you know, uh, that didn't happen. But if he could have find the, found the compliance directory, he arguably could have done that. And then, but, you know, tell the NFL that, you know, any of your guys aren't happy, you know, they're just going to, they're going to transfer anytime they want to. They've now carved it down to uh, where there, there's a window where you can do that. And, of course, that rule was long overdue. But I think that uh, NIL's important as far as maintaining the quality players you have to put them in a competitive situation. 
you know, with other guys that have accomplished things. And then also just, uh, you know, recruiting guys on the front end. Talk about the, the disadvantages, but there's also some advantages in the situation that you have now where you do have the ability, of course, of the Power Five with NIL, you know, with the one-time transfer, getting guys in and turning over a roster. It does give you a, a better opportunity, even though it could be tough. You know, it can make it tougher, but I think that there's can be short-range advantages to it also. I think across the board, there's no question it makes it tougher. But the other thing is, is um, you know, somebody that doesn't buy in your program or somebody that is just a good quality person that just wants to play, uh, there's now some flexibility to uh, work through those situations, which I think is good. And I think you can, you can make little adjustments, uh, more so than it used to be that you could. The biggest thing, of course, is uh, the bidding war aspect to it. But whether they're bidding wars or not, you know, everybody has to, Uh, be in it financially and competitively somebody asked me the other day because there are several players on your team that have nil deals and they asked me well i wonder if that messes up the locker room or affects playing time i said i've got a feeling knowing mike leach that there's not a whole lot of concern when that roster is made out as to who's where no it's not going to affect ours i can tell you that right now it's a the NFL, it's funny because um, you'll see some guys that have even uh, said specifically, you know, during the season, they don't do any of that stuff. You know, search for <clears throat> endorsements or, or any of it because they got to focus on the season. And if they don't perform during the season, uh, they're not going to have endorsements anyway. So I think that I think that's important in our locker room too. But I also think it's very important to have Macora guys that uh, in your locker room that uh, – you know, value the team and value how you do things. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing is, is, uh, you know, you've got 17-year-olds and you hand them a big pile of money. What could possibly go wrong with that? Well, I don't know. They they might end up, I don't want to point out any teams, but, uh, you know, there could be misbehavior all over the place in the locker room or all of a sudden, uh, you know, vehicles or uh, substances or, you know, uh, girls, everything else become a little bit more important than uh and then what got them there and and people that can't see that or or people that can't for whatever reason can't remember what it was like when they were 17 i mean just think about objectively because i remember well what i was like when i was 17 and then multiply that with cell phones and you know that sort of thing and that's what you're up against and 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 now dump a bunch of money on it just to ignite it. And I think that, uh, yeah, there definitely needs to be, you know, good coaching, good locker rooms, good uh, uh, guidance how to proceed with these things. Coach, Charlie and I are both products of broadcasting high school football in the state of Mississippi. And so we've been to every nook and cranny in the state, down every dirt road, just about at every high school. Is there something that's been a surprise about recruiting Mississippi? We talk about the fit and being a fit with donors, but also with high school coaches in the state. Is there anything that's surprised you? That is, is everything been kind of what you thought, or has it been any kind of surprise? Well, I'd recruited Mississippi for years before, so it's it's you know my kind of knowledge experience on that's kind of gradual. So you know it wasn't some sudden surprise or anything. But what I would say is. You know, just as far as, you know, what you read about, and even back when I was growing up, the authentic nature of high school football, 
you know, it's truly authentic from top to bottom in the state of Mississippi. And you can really, you can really feel how, how authentic it is. And I guess the surprise would be, it's even more authentic than I thought it was. You know, I mean, uh, well, I mean, you, you see know. some things on a Friday night at a local high school down. Oh, there's no question. You'd be amazed, kind of, some of the paper mache objects and things that these teams <laughs> run through. Uh, you know, contraptions to cook various things, and some are, are things that you would expect, like uh, you know, maybe a hamburger or a pulled pork sandwich, but others will be like some invention. Uh, that somebody made up, you know, like funnel fries that are like topped with all kind of toppings. Oh yeah, like what was the one I saw? Like s'mores with uh, it had M and M's, and then it had some kind of like uh, crispier stuff on it. Besides, you know, it's like the type of thing that just to pay back my kids, I'm going to give all my grandchildren uh, right before bedtime. You know? <laughs> That, along with that, as far as going to high schools, we know just about every greasy diner in the state of Mississippi, too. Traveling around the state, any place, any nooks and crannies that you think of that uh, been good to you? Well, all the food's good. All the food's really good. You know, like uh, favorites that I uh, – Greens is a big one. Greens is a biggie. You know, crawfish season's uh, – uh, just outstanding. Well, there, and then there's a lot of variety because, you know, these aren't chains. I mean, people, you know, have their own recipes. So, you know, the same menu item at, at five different places is going to taste five different ways. And I think that's a positive thing. And, oh, geez, what was the – I went to a, a seafood junction. can't remember the town. It's kind of between towns. About an hour from here, there's a place called Seafood Junction. And it's outstanding. Well, Coach, before we let you go, we're going to be out kind of pounding the pavement, spreading the word about what we're doing with the Bulldog Initiative, talking about NIL. One of the questions I get, is Mike Leach behind this? Is Mike Leach good with this? What do you tell people? Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely. I mean, uh, not only am I good with it, it's imperative. I mean, I think our survival uh, depends on it. Well, Coach, thank you. Appreciate your time. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, Seafood Junction is just south of Pontotoc. Oh, no, it's really good. Here's the other crazy thing. Okay, I went there because Seafood Junction, and I was going to load up uh, seafood, you know, just make sure I I got enough to the, that they lost money on my particular plate there, you know, at the buffet, and, and it was it was outstanding. But what they say is the steaks are even better. Really? They say the steaks, the steaks are unbelievable. And I actually met... The guy that makes those steaks. I'm getting a steak next time. You've been to the uh, the Williams Brothers as well, which yeah. is which is the store where you could get uh, you know Filson jacket, pottery, hoop cheese, and fence post. Well, you get bacon. You can get bologna. I'm not a big bologna guy, but uh, the bacon was good. And then the best was is, uh, the sister that runs the cowboy boots section. Uh, she's a Mississippi <laughs> State fan. So oh Jane, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, the old Miss guys get baloney. We get cowboy boots. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> Appreciate you, Coach. All right. Well, thank you. 
And that's Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach talking NIL, recruiting in the state of Mississippi, and even his favorite concession stand treats at high school football games. We'll be back later in the week to talk football and recap Mississippi State opening the men's and women's basketball seasons. And then we'll have our Tracks Plus Deep Dig on Friday when we go deep inside this weekend's matchup between State and the Georgia Bulldogs. Make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. And once again, thank you for listening to Out of Left Field.